Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host, Joey No Chill Prano. Good morning, Andy. Happy Thursday, buddy. Thursday. Yeah, it's Thursday. It is Thursday. I already forgot what that is in Spanish, which is very pathetic for someone who... Studied it for three years, lived in a Spanish-speaking country. <laughs> Thursday, bro. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah, bro. That's what it is out here. That's what I don't, I don't speak Spanish, but I do speak Mexican kitchen talk. <laughs> That's its own dialect. Yeah. Mexican kitchen talk. Ay, wey. Hasta mañana, wey. All right, wey. That fucking protein shakes. <laughs> okay, wey. See you later. Wearing the stunner shades this morning, I see. Yeah. That's all I got to say about that. Okay, great. We're off to a hot start. Yeah. Who's hosting this show? Me or you? I am. You know, I'm just just, I'm just relaxing. You know, I did yoga for the first time yesterday. I'm just going to ease into have things. Have you, um, like, you you used to have so much anger toward just like the basic Angelino, and now essentially your whole life is like you yoga, you go to Tokoya Organica, you have your kombucha. You literally have become things that you used to. I mean, you started an entire internet account to mock who you are now. You're like, thing Andy Ruther likes yoga, avocado toast, kale smoothies, kombucha, sound baths, sensory deprivation. I've evolved. <laughs> Yeah, I do a lot of things that I would said would have said I never would have done. I I'm not denying that, but I think a lot of those things are health choices that are probably good. Yeah, I'm it, they're fantastic for you. I'm just saying, you used to rage. You gave me away with your fucking yoga mat. Where are you going? Get a job. <laughs> well, I still make fun of the yoga mat thing because. Everybody's walking around with the yoga mat. Yeah. Like yesterday, I show up, and I know they're not all like, not all like this, but it's like I show up. They have mats in the room. They are all like that. But so they are. Yeah, but you know that's a mat somebody else has used. Which is fine. They clean it off. Sure, but maybe you like your own. You know, there's a sense of, you know, the like everybody likes their routine, their morning coffee, their. Their their yoga mat is that is that the final is that the final step for me coffee yeah like is that oh my god fuck like a year from now when you're drinking like a matcha lattes with a shot of espresso in it I'm I'm just gonna be like that's it you've officially jumped the shark we need we need a Photoshop of you jumping the shark while holding a kombucha and a kale salad on a yoga mat with a yoga mat over your shoulders. So anybody out there who wants to do that, you got to go find the episode of Happy Days. Yeah. That's where the term jump the shark came from, where the fawns literally yeah. jumped a shark while, while uh, water, water skiing. skiing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't see that one. A lot one. of people were saying the, uh, the, uh, the dragon ride on last week's episode. I, I agree with was, that. Was the shark jumping. I, I, uh, the, the couple's dragon ride. 
Yeah. I had issues with the Game of Thrones dragon ride. They should have cut it down. It, it got... At, at no point in Game of Thrones did I ever think, oh, this is corny. That was the first time I ever thought, this is corny. It had It's had some corny moments over the years, but that one was a standout. Yeah. That, that for sure was the... It's going to be from from now on, jump the shark. Jump the shark has jumped the shark, and it's now just ride the dragon. I like that. Ride the dragon. You know what I think is jump the shark is people freaking out over bat flipping. I just want to get into that. I know we're going to disagree on this probably. Well, you know, uh, we talked about it at length on uh, last night's Dirty Slides episode, which is available now. But I, fi- I'll, I figured. I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you my... Uh, I'll give you my brief summary of it, and which which is this: um, there's always going to be someone who has a problem with it. Sure, whether that be the old school guys who are now the managers, the veterans on the team, some red ass guy who just you know you know refuses to modernize. You know, maybe he's a fucking rah rah country boy or whatever, but. The bottom line is, in a team sport, if one guy or two guys or three guys on your team have a problem with it, you're required to fight those guys. <laughs> like, that's the thing. You, you know, I, I said to Laz, do, does he think we're five or ten years away from it not being an issue anymore when all of those guys are literally retired? And the guys like Rocco Baldelli, who are not, who's now the manager of the Twins, where the guys who are managing teams are actually young enough that they have experienced a ton of bat flips. But until then, until every last guy that bat flips bother are removed from the game, if that one guy is pissed off, that's team sports. You kind of got to rally behind that guy and fucking go for it. Well, just so everybody knows, again, you guys, I'm sure, talked about it, like you said, on slides. I'm talking in particular about Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson's fourth inning bat flip in a meaningless White Sox Kansas City Royals game. But see, there there I knew you were going to say that. I was ready for that. I knew you were going to say that. Not not no game that either of these teams play the entire year will matter for anything. But that doesn't matter to me. See, this is this is my this is my counter argument to that. When a guy slam dunks it in a basketball game and talks shit, the opposing team doesn't punch him in the dick. They don't attack him. When, when a guy scores a touchdown, when Odell Beckham Jr. scores a touchdown and does a dance, nobody really takes issue with that. But, but, people, for, but people do take issue. People do take issue if Odell Beckham goes, you know, has four drops and has one catch in the game and that one catch in the game is a touchdown and then he fucking moonwalks through the end zone. People do have an issue with it when... If you get blocked 40 times in a row by Dikembe Mutombo and then you dunk on him, you're, you probably shouldn't be flexing. The bottom line is these batters go one for, go two for. This guy's hitting, what's Tim Anderson hitting on the year? I don't know. So now the one time he gets a guy, he, gonna, he celebrates like he fucking owns the dude? But it's not a celebration like he owns the dude. I, he again, took his bat and he threw it toward it. the dugout. I watched it. Yeah. But again, I, from my perspective, I compare it to other sports. I don't know. He's celebrating he hit a home run. To me, this is where baseball sounds like the old get-off-my-lawn guy. No, it's it's not a get-off-my-lawn guy. It's a respect issue because your, your average starting pitcher, 
on a, on any given basis, average, not the best, not the worst. What's he giving up? A home run or two a game? So the other 20 guys he faces, should he be like, fuck you. Fuck you too. Third guy, fuck you. But Middle like, of the third, some guy gets him and he bats flip. But hold on, I, he's not saying fuck you. He's literally saying fuck you. I, he I, took his bat and was like, yeah, I, fuck I dis- you. I disagree with that. And I think, I think pitchers react. It doesn't bother me when a pitcher... Is emotional after a big strikeout, but I want to. I want to. Re- When's the last time you saw a pitcher in the fourth inning of a game, like, fucking yeah? But I wouldn't care if I did. That's my. That's what I'm saying. And other people disagree with you. They'd okay. be like, "What the fuck are you doing? It's the fourth inning. Maybe relax." Well, okay, that's fine. But again, it now would- now when the closers come in, you know, and fucking. Brian Wilson's got his thing and the bone out. Yeah. You're shutting down the game. The same way if you hit a game tying or go-ahead home run in the ninth inning of a game, no one's really shitting on you for celebrating that. Well, I want to read a couple tweets uh, that kind of go along with my side of it. This is from Reds relief pitcher Amir Garrett. He said this, I feel like a lot of, and this is what I was saying, I feel like a lot of baseball. And I already told you why, but we'll okay. read it again anyway. But, but I think he's right. I feel like a lot of baseball players couldn't survive playing another sport. Why do people get mad for bat flips? Your feelings hurt. LOL. Imagine somebody dunking on you and talking mess right in your face. You got to get even. And then he follows it up with my take. Bat flips are cool. This is coming from a pitcher. You take it on the chin and you wear it. But next time you face him, you strike him out and do whatever you got to do. So next time you face that guy like he's saying. And then he's saying fist pump, moonwalk, cartwheel, do whatever I do whatever, I'm all for it both ways. So now every fucking out of every baseball game is this, it's it's the equivalent of the guy who catches the three-yard slant for the first down and celebrates like he just scored. You want to do this when you get a first down? Okay. The spin of the ball, the dancing, it's like, what have you accomplished? You did your job. It's clapping for when the... It's clapping for when the pilot lands a plane. But when we're talking bat flips, we're talking home runs. Yeah. The hardest thing to do as a hitter is hit the ball out of the park. Yeah. So we're not talking bat flips on singles, on doubles, whatever. You you know, Joe, we're talking home runs, and I think that's what's important here. So I don't think a pitcher is going to be doing that celebration. Let's say it's bases loaded, and he gets out of a jam, and he wants to celebrate. Cool. I don't think pitchers are going to be doing this nonstop. But again, how many home runs? I don't know the numbers. How many home runs are in a baseball game? You know, again, let's say... My, my point is Tim Anderson on his career has 1,623 at-bats. He has 50 home runs. He's hitting 264. If Tim Anderson wants to celebrate every time he hits a home run, once every... I mean, that's, that's once every, what is that, 80 at-bats? Not, not even, fucking more than that. Way more than that. Yeah. We're going to 264, so three quarters. He's happy if three quarters of the time that he f- steps to the plate in the big leagues, a guy moonwalks after he gets him out. But, but it's not a matter of if he's happy. Again, my point would be this. He's not hitting that many home runs. So if he's happy when he hits one, who cares? To me, that actually helps my argument in this discussion. You're essentially... He, he's not Mike Trout, or he's not a guy who's going to be... It, it's a, it, This is the equivalent. This is the equivalent. You go do a comedy show. 
you bomb, your last stroke hits, you mic drop. I don't know if I like that comparison. Okay. Well, one out of every th- four times, he, he lands and, he, and he's mic dropping. And how do you feel when you're the host and a guy mic drops before you? Are you like, uh, have a little respect for everybody else that's here? What did you fucking do? Did you crush? It, the, you notice the Mike Trouts? We don't, we don't, we're not talking a lot about the Mike Trout bat flip. We're not talking a lot about the fucking Nolan Arenado bat flip. We're not talking a lot about, we don't, we don't even talk about the Bryce Harper bat flip all that often. But again, we're talking, let, let's break down the actual act. We're talking about a guy who hit a home run and just flung the bat towards his dugout. In the fourth inning of a meaningless baseball game. He's not in anybody, but, but, but again, this is my point of the, about the actual act. He's not in the face of the he's pitcher. Standing, he's standing directly in front of the pitcher, and he's literally in the face of the catcher. He's, it's not like he's physically confronting anybody. That's my point. Okay. He's not physically confronting anybody. I think, I think these guys are so fucking overly sensitive. I, look, here's the thing. The game devolves pretty fast. If the catcher yells, fuck you, every time somebody strikes out. I've said it before. You want a bat flip in a big spot? You want a bat flip in a playoff game? You want a bat flip in a pennant race? You want a bat... Okay, fine. I understand emotions getting the best of you. If Tim Anderson's bat flipping because he just hit his 50th career bomb after 1,600 at-bats... I mean, but in the same token, I don't care if they drill him next time. Does that make sense? Like, like you do. Obviously, that's the whole issue. You you can do what you want. Is my point. They drilled him in the ass, and then there was a fight over it. Just walked to first base. You got your bat flip. He drilled you in the ass. By the way, he just gave you a free base. And then he got kicked out, though. Yeah, because he's fucking tried to. He was the one that got in the dude's face. He didn't just walk down the first baseline. The thing is, you're never going to have a situation where every single person on the team is just like, yeah, totally. That guy should be able to throw his bat after a fourth inning bomb. So what are you going to do? So now you're going to... If you're the second baseman on the Royals and your pitcher's like, fuck that dude, I'm going to hit him. You're just like, well, you're on your own, man. Is that your move? Like, I'm not getting involved in this. That's your thing. He hit a home run off you. My take, again, is that these guys are just, they're so overly sensitive. Baseball, again, I, I like the comparisons to the other sports. Is the only sport where it's like, you can't celebrate. No, you can't celebrate. No. Act like you've been here before. No. It's, it's, it, it's it, you can't celebrate when you fail all the time. You're so, getting shut down. So if Mike Trout... Mike Trout's not bat flipping, so don't say Mike Trout because Mike Trout's been there before. But hold on. And he acts like he has. But hold on. But I, but I, but I, I got to pose this scenario, though. If Mike Trout does that same bat flip yesterday, you don't have a problem with it. Here's the thing. We're, like, you're literally living in a fantasy world right now because that's the exact argument for... That's the exact argument against because... We won't know because Mike Trout will never do that. And that's fine. But my, my point. And that's the point. And that's the point why Tim Anderson fucking shouldn't. This guy, this guy, Christian Yelich is hitting a homer every at bat right now. He fucking runs around the bases. But you're Tim Anderson. 
I didn't even, I literally didn't know who you were until yesterday. Is that the goal here? Again, if a guy scores a touchdown in the NFL, a guy I don't know, and he does a dance, no one cares. Literally, you, you really can't argue that. No one cares if a guy does a dance, does a salsa move, does whatever, does the fucking, you know, the Lord of the Dance. No one cares, though. It's, it, it is baseball. It really is. Dude, this is the only sport we have these discussions. When, when, when a guy celebrates in basketball or does a move after hitting a three, no one cares. It's only baseball players like, wow, you threw a bat. I'm so angry. Because it, It's I, only baseball because, players. Because... Who is the guy in basketball who goes one for ten and then walks down the court after this? Those guys are mocked. Carmelo, Swaggy P, these guys are mocked to oblivion that they're bad and they celebrate like they're the shit. They might be mocked, but the again, when Swaggy P does that, the guy on the opposing team isn't trying to tackle him. It's like in baseball is the only sport where it gets so physical. And the, the reason it the reason it does it's it's very simple. The guys who are losing celebrate the most. The batters are showing up. The guys who the, the huge majority of the time are winning. Let me let me ask so you this. That's that becomes the question. Do you want the fucking End of the game, bow and arrow celebration that we get from the closers after every at bat. To me, I think that makes a fucking mockery of the game. But it's not. Again, it's not after every at bat because it's not like you're hitting that many home runs. But I guess I. Right. Lo- it's like in the in the battle between the pitcher and the thing, you're you're winning. So now you're celebrating. It's not like these celebrations are taking time away from the. It's like he's throwing a bat or the pitcher's doing something. This isn't. This isn't expanding the actual play no, of the no game. No one's talking about it. Is the the ball's being thrown around the horn when the pitcher's fucking yeah. doing his bow and arrow? But my point is, do you understand the difference between the closer celebrating after the game is over and the closer celebrating after every at bat? If this guy did this in the ninth on a game winner, no one's talking about it. What about Asia? What about Asia? They do. I don't know if it's. I think it's South Korea. They're known for bat flips, correct? Sure. You see the highlights all the time online. South Korea. I don't know if it's Japan as well. But my point is, this seems not to be an issue over there. It's basically known players are going to bat flip, and nobody cares about it. And that's why I bring it up. But for some reason here, it's so disrespectful. It again the the emotion isn't disrespectful the the like just no it's just about place and time it's just about place and time why is Tim Anderson so fucking excited in the fourth inning but do you, would you have an issue I'm just trying to again correlate they lost you know that right yeah I know I'm just trying to correlate walk off Homer. I'm that tra- wasn't bat flipped. I'm trying to correlate it. If you're watching a Giants game, and let's say that let's say the Giants are losing twenty-one to seven, Saquon Barkley scores a meaningless touchdown at the end of the game. Do you have an issue? Yes. 
with him doing a dance in the end zone. Yes. So you do. We're gonna lose for yeah. sure. Yes. You have an issue. Okay. Yeah. Would that be your equivalent? It, my equivalent would be Saquon Barkley going in for a one-yard touchdown when he's got 15 carries for 11 yards in in a in a game, winning or losing. Or you know, even if he goes in for it's like, dude, they're 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 kicking your ass. Place and time, you got in on that play, okay, but they're kicking your ass, and now you're gonna fucking celebrate. That seems disrespectful to the other guys because they're not standing over you and fucking doing it every goddamn play. Now, sure, do guys in football, and and also the the idea of comparing what goes on on a football field. And the emotional, like the battles that are going on, raging between physical battles that are raging between players on any given play, regardless of what's happening in the game, is different. There's a lot more emotion going on. No one was fucking in Tim Anderson's face prior to that, standing over him, saying, We fucking got you out. And I mean, that's just the thing is like, I don't want the game to turn into now, every, every time a guy bat flips in the fourth, now pitcher's like, All right, fine, fuck you. Let's cartwheel. Let's moonwalk. Like every fucking out, because maybe baseball needs that. For what? Why? Liven it up a little. I don't know. I mean, if that's if that's the answer, if that's what's let, let me let me put it this way: when, when they when they, You're, we're talking about basketball. But you, I want to bring the NFL back into it. When they started instituting those. Touchdown celebration rules. Remember for a few years? Yeah. I thought it made the game a lot more lame from an entertainment value, a strictly entertainment value. Then when they allowed, I know, again, we disagree on this. Then when they allowed players to do celebrations. I've been, have I not been critical of this every time we've ever done a live game? Like, if you catch a fucking first down, the, the, there should be no dance involved here. There should, there should be no dance but involved not, in your first but down. But we're not talking first down. Again, that's why the, the comparison is touchdown to home run. That's the comparison. The touchdown to home run comparison, to me, fits. So, again, if those guys score a touchdown and they want to do whatever choreographed dance or whatever they have. How I, what's my take on choreographed dances? Well, you have issues with it. But but I don't know why that bothers you. Like I just don't care. Regardless, sometimes I laugh. Sometimes I think it's lame. But I don't get like triggered. I I feel like this is my point. Like I look at baseball players and people people who have this. It's like they're triggered for some reason. It's like who gives a shit? I again. I think pitchers get triggered because they're going out there. Like look at the walks and hits per inning pitched. Right. Like a good walks walks and hits, not home runs is like one something per inning. So that means for every three guys you get out, one guy just reaches base. And those guys are the ones that are celebrating. It's a re- like because it is that hard to get on base. Yeah, because they're better than you. I don't know if it's they're better than you, but again, it's that hard to hit a home run. That was my point, is it's that hard. Guys aren't bat flipping when they get a double. Well, first of all, we're not that far off from that yet. And second of all, like it, it's just a matter of 
you're you guys are going head to head. Yeah. One guy's winning the majority of the time. And he's fucking treating you with respect. Now, that's the thing. When people say, oh, Chris Archer fucking dances after. Good. So fuck Chris Archer. So pimp Chris Archer home runs. So fight Chris Archer. Let's go. Everybody fucking fight. But when a guy's going out there and just grinding outs and one guy in your order gets him one, twice, once, once every two times through the order, one guy gets him, maybe don't act like you're fucking stomping on this guy's grave. Especially in the fourth inning of a meaningless fucking baseball game. But again, I think that to me, this is where, and it's fine. We're kind of discussing this into the ground. This is where I guess we just disagree. Is to me, I don't think, from my vantage point, it's that disrespectful to wing a bat towards the dugout. You do, and that's just basically where we disagree. And I and I would and I would be disgusted with the game of baseball if every out the pitcher started celebrating. And that's what it would devolve into. I don't know. Why not? I mean, I, th- I think, I think that's a that's a reach in my opinion. Uh, again, we're talking about a guy throwing a bat. That's why, to me, the act is so important. He's throwing a bat towards a dugout. He's not. He's not stepping up to the catcher and being like, "I fucked you up, man." But it, come on, we all know what's happening here. He's throwing a bat. Yeah, he's staring at his dugout. He's yelling something, and he's throwing his bat. This isn't a guy. Even dunking and getting right up in the guy's face, you know, I don't know. I, I, look, for me, I don't personally care, and that's fine. We can disagree on this, and I think people overreact, and, and, and you think it's appropriate, and that's fine. I, I, it's not, I don't think it's a matter of an overreaction. I think the overreaction is treating the one home run you hit every fucking however many goddamn at-bats, 400 at-bats, to... Yeah. I, I deserve to celebrate it. I gotcha. And, and for the record, I can I can understand that viewpoint. That's, that you're taking. To me, that's the overreaction. I can understand so, where you're, you're coming you're, from. You're going one for 10 in a playoff game, yeah. and when you hit a three, you're walking down the court swaggy P-style. Emotion is emotion. Like, I get, like, the bigger problem if you're the White Sox is why is this guy so fired up in the fourth inning? Probably doesn't make for a great mental attitude going forward. You want to bat flip in the ninth? You want to bat flip in a pennant race? You want to bat flip in a playoff game? I get it. Emotions get the best of everybody. Yeah. You know? But, like, you don't see Tiger Woods. For our, you know, all our Tiger fans out there, you don't see Tiger fucking with the huge fist pump on Thursdays. You see him with the fist pump on the back nine on Sundays. It's when it fucking matters. And if you did, you kind of be like, "What a douche!" So you wouldn't if if let's if a receiver had four drops in a game, but then has a big touchdown at the end. I, if he was on my team, I'd be like, "Hey, maybe chill with the fucking dances and catch the fucking ball." No, but hold on a second. But let's say he has four drops in the game, has a huge touchdown at the end to win the game. Do you have issue with that celebration? I, I, we just went back to exactly what I said. The end of a game, so the, like you can't emotion. I'm not telling you to control your emotions. Uh, that's an emotional time in the game. You just won the game. If Tim Anderson had just won the game, that's a different story. It, honestly, if the guy who hit the game-winning homer had bat flipped, I'd have been like, yeah. 
fuck you guys. You bat flipped in the fourth. I just hit the go-ahead homer. I'm going to put the bat down my pants and out my fly like it's my dick and walk down the fucking baseline like I'm bull riding. So you, it's just time and place. Exactly. Gotcha. And honestly, the thing is, and again, listen to Dirty Slides because Andy Laz is pro bat flip. And I said, what about when guys pimp home runs against the gays? Are there guys in your dugout who get pissed off? He's like, yeah. I go, what do you do? He goes, we drill them. But you're a pro bat flip and you're the manager. Well, what am I going to do? Not have my guys back? They want to do it. There's always going to be those guys who will never not think that that's disrespectful. And so now it's a matter of, are you with us or are you with them? And that's where you're going to get, that's where you're going to be at the forever. Yeah. Until we become basketball and every strikeout has a fucking strikeout dance and every home run has a bat flip. I think it's good for baseball to even have this discussion. I think it's terrible. And not for not, 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 not from not from like a discussion like dude, he was trending. This was all over my point is this was all over Twitter. You know, we're mid April. Everyone's talking about this. We're, we we just did 30 minutes on bat flips. I'm saying from a purely marketing standpoint, it's a good it's good for baseball. We're discussing it. Let's see let's see if the uh let's see if the ratings in White Sox Royals jump for tonight. But it's not about White Sox Royals. It's about a vested interest in the sport. That's all I'm saying. The fact but, that, uh, but to be to to be perfectly honest with you, I think conversations like this make it the, it about the sideshow and not the sport. Like if more people were talking about what Christian Yelich was doing in the last week than what Tim Anderson was doing, that would be good for the sport. Christian Yelich is losing his mind. He hits a home run every time he comes to the fucking plate. This dude's this dude's fucking Roy Hobbsing right now. And we're talking about Tim Anderson's 50th career home run on the in a game between the 4th and 5th place AL Central teams. But again, the reason is... In a day game, the rea- in the 4th inning. The reaction was so strong from both sides then. That's why we're talking about And you know what? And, we're, and, and we've talked about this in Royals-White Sox, and we've talked about it in Reds-Pirates this year. This shit is... This shit's what happens during day games on bad teams that no one gives a fuck about because this is their summer. Little stupid beefs with each other about little fucking disrespects here and there. But again, I, my argument to that would be we are talking about these these shitty teams. And, and you know why they you know why they feel disrespected? Because no one's there watching. This guy's pimping home runs in for in front of 1200 people. On a Wednesday during the day in the fourth inning. And there's probably. Bro, it ain't prime time. It ain't the playoffs. It ain't Sunday night baseball. Fucking relax. I mean, I'm sure you you definitely have truth to that. I'm sure you're right. Yeah. Well, we might be able to see some bat flips this weekend. Are are you still down to hit Petco Park on Sunday? I'm down. Easter Sunday? Easter Sunday, great. I hopped on Seeky. Where the pastels? I'll wear this outfit again. I hopped on SeatGeek last night. You can get some great seats at Petco Park at a very, very bargain I can't wait to get rate. down there. I'm going to go straight to that straight to that souvenir stand that's in the brick building that's yeah. left field. Get me a nice brown Padres hat. Yeah. Rooting hard against your Reds this weekend. Are you? Yeah. They suck, man. Browns. I, I, uh, 
I have a goal in mind, just so you know, when we go down there. It took me almost two full hours to get from Venice into the stadium at Dodger Stadium on Monday for the Reds uh, Dodgers game. It'll take you ten minutes longer to get to San Diego. My goal is to beat that. Yeah. Now I don't want to be driving like a madman down there. Yeah. But my goal is to I looked it up. It's 124 miles to Petco Park from my apartment. My goal is to beat the amount of time it took me to get into Dodger Stadium, which is 16 miles away. You won't. But um, it'll be close. It won't be close because that that area right by the fucking military base is always a goddamn nightmare. True. And we're going to stop and get food. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to get those tickets on SeatGeek. Guys, SeatGeek is the only app you should get tickets for any live event. The customers always come first. That's why they have 50,000 five-star reviews. God, I would love all I would love that many reviews for our iTunes reviews. 50,000 five-star reviews. Guys, best of all, all listeners get $10 off their first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek supports our show, so we hope you support them as well. Use our promo code DIRTY for $10 off your first purchase. You can use that for concert tickets, sports, comedy, whatever you want. Remember, that's promo code DIRTY for $10 off your first purchase. And uh, that is a 110 Padres-Reds game Sunday, Easter Sunday. So uh, if you're down in the uh, San Diego area... Say hi to Joe and I. Slide yeah. into those DMs. Okay, let's talk some NFL. I'm sorry, NFL. NBA playoffs. Let's do it. I took a beating last night. My my gambling uh What happened? I mean all all the all the favorites covered. And big and the fucking Celtics. I was gonna say. At, down the stretch there, it was a seven and a half point spread. I was like, as long as it doesn't go to overtime, I'm gonna win. It was like back and forth the whole game, and then just a full on meltdown by the Pacers in the final minutes. Yeah, but it it only took uh it only took fucking uh, our boy Brad Stevens two entire full seasons, but I'm sure you saw my tweet on it. I'm sure you watched the post game. I was saying this during the second half when Kyrie went out and they made a little bit of a run, and then he came back in and he kept Rozier in. It took him two years to know what I've been fucking saying for five years. Play Kyrie at the two. Yeah. Charles said it like 15 times after the game. He, he just kept repeating himself. He went off in the third quarter. But they, they played Rozier and, and Kyrie at the two down the stretch? I've been saying this for how long? At least this year. I mean, I don't think it's going to be enough for them, but I think it's the right move for sure. Who do they get in the next round? Well, they're, that, that's, this is the 4-5 series, so they would have Milwaukee. Okay. That's going to be tough. Yeah. I mean, they could do it. I, I don't like... But you know what? When I watch this series, and, and everybody knows, you know... Actually, like, I'm not, a, I'm not a Celtics hater by any means. Like, I don't, have, I don't have any problem with the Celtics. I mean, Boston's a fucking cesspool. But, like, I, I, don't, I don't have Celtics beef. Um, but if Victor Oladipo is playing in the series, they'd be getting, they'd be getting their asses kicked. I was just going to say that. I mean, Indiana... Indiana is playing this hang, series very, very tight, as, and then as good as they can with and, their and players, and then not having a guy, a go-to guy whatsoever at the end. At the end, kills I mean, them. Bogdanovich being your fucking best option is like that's a joke. That's the thing. And Tyreek Evans, what's Tyreek Evans even doing in the game late? You know, like you know, watching that game yesterday, you know it's going to be a close game. 
I mean, it's two nothing Indiana right now if, if they have Oladipo. I yeah, mean, I, like straight up. It, it, as a basketball guy, I'm watching. I'm like, man, that really sucks for them because that really sucks for them. And like, that'd be a fun next series as well. That certainly it'd be a fun. It, it'd be a fun this series. A Kyrie Vic. Yeah, you know, head to head battle. It would be. So who else we got in the East? We got the Nets and the. Uh, Raptors 1-1. They play tonight, right? Yep. We still like the Raptors in that series, right? Well, did you say Nets-Raptors? Who's playing? I'm, I'm, I'm mixing up the teams. We have, we have, it's uh, Nets-Sixers. Nets-Sixers. Jesus yeah. Christ. Raptors-Magic. Raptors are going to... Raptors-Magic's going to be fine. The Raptors, yeah. the Raptors are going to get through that. They had their one. Yeah. They had their one Raptoring for the series. Um, Nets-Sixers is, is already, you know, you're talking about like, oh, how come in basketball? Nobody fucking, like, I don't know, a lot of talk today about the Sixers guys laughing in press conferences over, you know, elbows and stuff like that. Like, I mean, these NBA players are beefing about guys laughing in press conferences. So I don't know if they could hang in baseball. A lot of laughter going on in the dugouts. I don't know if they're, they're, they might be too soft for the for Major League Baseball. Look, don't get me wrong. I think all these guys are soft. Right. I'm just saying, like, this, the, these claims that, you know, oh, these guys couldn't hang in other sports. Like we're, we're the the lead story in Sixers Nets right now is about press conference laughing and the disrespect that comes with press conference laughing. Um, I think this will be a battle. This series, uh, I I love what the Nets are doing. The Nets, I, and I said this last episode, are the the Nets and the Pistons are complete opposites right now. The Pistons are a team that belongs nowhere near the playoffs. They should have tanked. This is worse than them being a lottery team. You want like it's 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 bad for the Pistons franchise long term that they're participating in this playoffs. The Nets, meanwhile, are a young team that have pieces that are a piece away that uh, are stockpiling playoff experience and it's good for them just to have a dog fight with the Sixers whether it goes five games or six games or seven games the, the more games that they can play the better off it is going to be for the Nets yeah and do I think they win the series no but I, I think that this could be a six game series bro this is amazing I mean, we gotta do breaking dirty sports sorry to change the subject Jay Lloyd just texted me an actual amazing on-spot Photoshop of me holding my kombucha, which is the ginger ale, which is the one I get, and also a salad. It's pretty amazing. It's great. And you jumping the shark. Thank you, Jay Lloyd. Great stuff. Great work. <laughs> uh, okay. I-, I like that. I like that Sixers series going seven. Seven. I mean, the great thing about seven is anything is possible. Once you get in a seven-game series. Yeah. I think it goes six, but uh, but again, I'm 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 here for it. Well, we've learned the Ruther curse is real. Yeah, so now it's a five game series. For no, I'm saying games. we've learned like we know we know how real it is. Literally, same day, I'm like, yeah, maybe I'll go with the Warriors. Demarcus Cousins tears his was he tears quad? Yep, done for the year. Yep. But I mean, look, they've won titles without him. Sure. Hey man, uh, 
I'm here. I'm here for you're, all the Warriors' problems. I was gonna say you're probably really loving that as uh, a Mike D'Antoni rocket slurper. Yeah, I'm a Mike D'Antoni slurper. The Rockets have looked fantastic so far. James Harden looks like literally unstoppable at this point. Um, I love. I love the little pieces they've added the last couple of years the little baby moves they did like you know f- the the Farid over Nene upgrade is like low key like you know I kind of love it um I'm here for I'm here for the the Clippers annoying the Warriors I'm here for the Clippers making the Warriors play a little bit harder than they need to in the first round I'm here for Patrick Beverly living inside a fucking uh Kevin Durant's head. Kevin Durant's head yeah I love Patrick Beverly immediately calling James Harden on the phone and and or fucking some guys on the Rockets on the phone and being like this is what you got to do because he's a fucking son of a so bitch. I was at that that Dodgers Reds game, so I missed it. What yeah. happened? I, I, you know, I'm looking at my phone periodically. I see they're up 31. I don't really pay attention. I, unfortunately, I had a show that so night. So you didn't see it either. I, I didn't. I tweeted it. I, they were crushing them, and I was like, "Fuck!" You know, I want to watch the end of this game, but it's pretty much over. Yeah. And I tweeted, I, I missed the second half for a show, and I'm now thinking about quitting comedy just to focus on the NBA. Like, this thing, this can't be happening to me. I can't be missing end of NBA playoff games for fucking meaningless comedy shows. Do you think the Clippers win another game? No. I don't either. But, uh, but I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah. I hope they do. That's going to be a fun second round matchup. Rockets, Warriors. Now does Denver get through this this series? Anything can happen in this series. It's basically it's basically, you know, Popovich and and the Spurs and experience versus, you know, a Nuggets team. Like it's not crazy for a Nuggets team that's a 2 seed to lose this series. I think they're too talented, but you know, I do think that this series will come down to a play here, a play there, um, you know, uh, a fourth quarter possession, an end of the game out of a timeout, and hard not to give the edge to uh, Popovich in that situation. He's already stolen one on the road. Uh, I think this series goes seven. Yeah. Damian Lillard right now. Owns Russell Westbrook. I was just going to say that. And, And here we are again. And, I know. And, le- and let's talk about my boy. CJ McCollum's like low-key fucking also dominating that series. So here we are again, though, and I know it's a team game, but, you know, Russ, he really hasn't done anything. Paul George is hurt. And, by, and by the way, I love, like, this is... You know, we we always talk about the hypocrisy and how players are treated differently. But Paul Paul George suddenly has the Steph injury, right? When Paul George isn't playing well, when he's playing great in the playoffs, he's playoff P. When he's not playing well, his shoulders hurt. Um, LeBron James, pussy, right? Like, well, come on, we we, we know we know how. But I'm just saying, yeah, where, where you it, know, it's hypocritical. No, I agree. Russell Westbrook, if Paul George hurt or not, Russell Westbrook not taking over the series, yeah. Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum are the best two players in that series so far. But that's what I'm saying is... is and they're without Nurkic. Is we have another playoffs where Russ has... I'm talking post-KD. He's just not getting it done. Or I mean, sorry, his team, you know, his team isn't getting it done. And he's obviously part of that. Yeah. I, I love... I love the... the 
Blazers. I love the Blazers in the Western Conference Finals. I love them beating whichever team comes out of Denver, San Antonio. I And by the way, the idea of a Rockets Trailblazers Western Conference Finals gives me a rock-hard boner. It's like I ate the fucking... It's like I ate one of those packets you can buy at the fucking gas station. I'm like... I'm like 15 again. <laughs> <laughs> They're still selling... Those gas station boner packets? They're still selling that fucking four loco and a pill. Dude, we, we, I hawked those for a minute. Uh, <laughs> of course you did. What was the name of the company? When I used to do those, uh, those comedy tours at fraternities, what was the name of the brand? Oh my God, I forget. But yeah, it would give you the biggest hard on. I, I popped a pill once. I did a show at Purdue, and I thought I was going to get laid afterwards. And I, I took one of those boner. It's like a, tw- it's like a twenty-four hour boner pill. I don't know, not twenty-four hour. I was something crazy. I thought I was going to get laid, man. Yeah, you took that Spanish fly, bro. You just, you're, you're, you can't even like be dancing near a girl without just like full erection. Yeah, that's ro- that's rockets blazers. Western Conference Finals. Put me in a fucking, put me in an Usher gif. <laughs> like, we're getting kind of close. <laughs> I am fucking rock hard for that. I'm here for it. Get Boogie, Warriors, fucking beat it. Patrick Beverly can get all up in Kevin Durant's shit. Let's go. Although. Although that fucking next round will be. it. If it is Rockets Warriors, that that'll be a wild series. We know that's gonna. There's yeah. gonna be a lot of twists and turns. That's to that. a wild series for early. Yeah, you know what I'm saying though. Like normally these series get crazy during the conference finals. That's a wild early series. Yeah, but that's where you know we're, that's the way it's been because of some disappointing starts for teams. I mean, we're also looking at a Celtics Bucks second round series. That's what I'm saying. We're yeah. gonna have some great. Conference semifinal games. Yeah. I'll be locked and loaded. I know I was looking at the schedule ahead. I'll, I'll have the TVs going this weekend on 420. What's 420? Saturday. Saturday? Love it. Yeah. I and mean, you made a good point. I mean, we need to get TVs out by the pool. Come on. I mean, where, what's the mayor doing? With I, mean, what, I mean, what is he doing? What, what is the mayor doing with his life? What that, is, that's a serious question. What, he, isn't he driving like an Alfa Romeo these days? Yeah. He, he upgraded to the Alfa Romeo SUV from the Range Rover. He's a lawyer who lives in this fucking... He lives in Savage Town. Yeah. He can't afford a TV outside. He can. I mean, I'm just, I'm not trying to call out the mayor personally, but mayor, what the fuck? Yeah. Andy Laz has a TV outside. Yeah. We're gonna have to take, are, are we going to have to make Laz put a pool in his backyard because the mayor can't bring, bring the heat? We got pool volleyball. Yeah. That can be in the background. Now, he does have that projection screen. How, how's that working during the day? It's not. That's what I'm saying. The mayor has options. He can put a cover over the entire pool area so that it can be dark for the, uh, you know, some sort, of, some sort of shade cover for his projector, or he can just get an outdoor TV. I'm here for both options. Mayor, let me know if you need some help. You can, I'm sure there's a way to make like a fucking something out of PVC piping and like Home he, Depot fucking bungee cords. God, he loves that shit. Yeah. That'd be that would be the best if we had a TV out there while we're sitting at the pool. And this summer is going to be, you know, I use the term freely. It really is going to be lit because a lot of people have moved into Savage Town. 
a lot of new ladies I've noticed. You getting any numbers? Well. You getting any apartment numbers? I think. 244. My approach is this. You don't shit where you fucking eat, right? Mm, okay. I mean, it's not like there's a, there's a four, you know, four apartment oh, building. Come on, Prano. Come on. 200 units here. It doesn't matter. You, you probably see, you know, fucking random people from around Venice more than you see the guy who lives in 115. Well, you're probably right. But also the, the pool factor, though, you can't be like hooking up. Basically, if you're on that side of this building and you go out the the Venice way Venice way side and, and you're a Mildred side guy, you're probably less likely to see each other than anybody else in Venice. You're literally going in opposite directions every time you leave. Okay, fair enough. But then there's that one time where you hook up with the girl in your apartment complex and then sometime later you have a different girl at the pool. It's awkward. I mean, it's Savage Town. True. Right? It's a good point. And that's, that's what you just got to drop on him. Sorry. That's life in Savage Town. <laughs> Find out what happens when 300 people stop being polite and start getting <laughs> savage. When are we going to make this a show? I mean, this, I've said this forever. It needs to be reality. Hey, show. lady, look. Did we hook up one time and now I'm out by the pool with somebody else? Yeah. You know four people this year have killed themselves in our building? I mean, that's life in Savage Town. <laughs> Deal with it. Yeah. Sorry, I just bat flipped all over the pool area, but... <laughs> Ah, uh, moving on. Let's talk some NFL stuff. Or do we want to play this game? It's not even a game. It's kind of a game. Okay. What do you think? Sure. Let's go for it. So I was looking at some iTunes reviews, and it got me thinking, when I look at the negative ones, I laugh now, because the negative ones are usually from people who, in my opinion, don't really fully listen to the show. Well, you gotta be... So, like, it's 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 a lot like um, YouTube comments or whatever. It's like, what inspires you when you're listening to a podcast? So you're, so you're a podcast listener? Yeah. But you're, you're somebody that subscribes to this and listens, and then you get inspired to go to iTunes and write a shitty review? Like, I get it if you go four stars and you're like, oh, you know, sounds not always great. Or like, sure. uh, or like four stars, my favorite show. Wish they didn't talk, you know, uh, Tiger, for Tiger as as much. Or like, how many times do I have to listen to the fucking Russell Wilson debate? And, but, and the other thing is like, I always appreciate it when people give us five stars and still put their critique in there anyway. Sure. It's like, well, at least you're saying, I listen to this and I love it. But it's it's also like, when you go to a Yelp page, when yeah. I go to a Yelp page, if there's a thousand five star reviews and there's four one star reviews, I go, oh, these people are just assholes. Yeah. Right? So then it's always like, what happened to that person? And a lot of times, if you read on the Yelp reviews, like the, there, it's always some like weird minor. Like, yeah. And you're like, what happened here? Yeah. Um, but that, but that's, that's why what I want to do, I want to read shitty iTunes reviews and debate if this is. A Trump supporter? Yeah. So a Trump, and, and by Trump supporter, you're saying somebody took issue with basically my wall take or my Kaepernick take. Yeah. Right? Because we're not like, anti, we're, neither of us are liberal Democrats. But we're, if you looked at us, we'd actually be considered traditional liberals. Yeah. But we're not fucking libtards. 
Yeah. Not like, I'm not voting for fucking Elizabeth Warren. But I'm saying socially, on social issues, you and I would both be considered as liberal as they come. Right. But I'm just saying, you don't listen to this show and go like, I hate these guys because they're liberal. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. So I'm going to read some iTunes reviews. You're just upset that I think, you know, you're, you're like if you're a fucking Trump guy, you're just upset that I, I called you a fucking idiot for not believing in free speech in America, even though you're like a rah-rah fucking well, we'll, we'll get guy. we'll get to that. Hold on. So this is a quick game I want to play. I want to decide whether the negative iTunes reviews are a Trump supporter, a Boston sports fan, or an MJ slurper. Yeah. Wild, and, wild cards also Philly people. And, th- right? and this is a crossover. Troll or moron. And, and, you know, and some of these could cross over. Tiger Woods fans. So here is a recent negative iTunes review. Okay. One out of five stars. Ooh, it burns. Two 40-something-year-old dudes. Not 40. Neither of us. Exactly. So like off the bat, it's like, how often do you listen? You yeah. would clearly know neither of us are 40. Two 40-something-year-old dudes acting 20-something while trying to out-hot-take and out-edge-lord each other for two hours. Now, we've joked about hot takes. Yeah. I'm going... When was that posted? This was posted April 9th, so... I'm going Gronk guy. Hold on. I'm not even, <laughs> I'm not even fully done. Listened for a few months and gave them a solid shot. Let me hop in here. But you haven't. If you listen for a few months and you think we're both 40... what? But also, I, and th- this is a serious question, and I'd love... Uh, maybe somebody from the YouTube... What's the hottest take in the history of this show? Like, a hot take is the claim. Hot take is saying Clay Thompson's the best player in basketball. No, hot take is is me saying that, and I believe this, that maybe Dwight Howard is into transsexuals. That's not even a hot take. Because he gets too many girls pregnant. That's not even a hot take. That's not a hot That's take? That's a wild Conspiracy? Conspiracy theory. Okay. A hot take is when you're trying to fucking, when you're trying to make a headline by making a claim. Uh, like, this is the problem. This is why I'm going Boston sports fan. Well, I'm not even finished with the iTunes okay, review. finish it. Not for me. If you're 13 to 17 with a sports talk Twitter burner account with another man as your profile pick, this is the podcast for you. Which is ironic because you and I make fun of those people. Yeah. Right. So 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 here here's my take. You haven't really listened to the show. Right. Because you said you've listened for a few months. We're trying to out hot take each other, out edge each I don't think Joe and I ever I don't even know what that phrase means. I don't know nor, what it means. Nor do I want to know. Nor do I see us ever competing with each other to out hot take or out humor each other. You don't you don't really listen to the show. I'm gonna go Is with it done yet? Yeah, it's done. I am going to go with Boston sports fan. I'm going with Boston sports fan given the timing. And also, this is my favorite thing about the about like Boston sports fans think it's a hot take to say a guy who missed a third of his games retired after nine seasons and was not as good as multiple other tight ends isn't the goat. Is a, they think that's a hot take. Yeah. The Boston sports fans don't even understand a hot take. I the here's like when I was dealing with the Boston sports trolls, here was their argument for me for why Gronk is the best tight end of all time. They said, name something that Tony Gonzalez or Antonio Gates do 
better than Gronk. And then they actually truly said, besides playing football, like besides staying on the field. I saw that. Okay. So, so with that, if that's your basis, okay, like from ability and skill, right? From like, okay, he's a better pass catcher than Gates. He's a better blocker than Gates. He's a better whatever. Like, I understand that. Yeah. Okay. Now that begs the question, name one thing, one single attribute as a quarterback that Tom Brady is better at than Aaron Rodgers. He's not as accurate. He's not as mobile. He doesn't throw as many fucking touchdown passes. He doesn't throw for as many yards. He doesn't have a higher rating. From a skill perspective, Tom Brady is not better at any one single aspect of the quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. So if you're the guy out there, and that's your argument for Gronk, congratulations. You just said Tom Brady is not the best quarterback. Currently, let alone ever. Imagine thinking. Imagine thinking that thinking of players outside of these kind of comparisons is a hot take. Boston sports fan. I'm going Boston sports fan. So we agree. Yeah. Boston the timing, sports fan. And then just like thinking, thinking saying Gronk's not the goat is a hot take is like the most Boston sports fan ever. Yeah. I lo- I, I, and, and it's interesting that the, the thought of out hot take each other. We know what this one is. This one's too easy. The headline they write in the iTunes title review is stop calling people racist. One out of five stars. That's it. Trump supporter. Trump supporter. Yeah. February 15, 2019. Yeah, that's a, that's in regards to the Kaepernick. Uh, 100%. It's in regards to the Kaepernick uh, settlement situation. And uh, and the idea that you you know, and I'll and I'll never stop I'll never stop calling you racist if you believe that Brandon Whedon deserves to be in the NFL more than Colin Kaepernick. I'll never stop calling you racist. Not a hot take, facts. And and the thing is, is like I'm this I'm the same way about everything. Own just own it. Yeah, just own it. You're look. Everybody's a little bit racist. Towards white people, towards black people, yeah. towards, we're, we well, all have well, our biases. Well, everybody, I, I, everybody's a little bit prejudiced. Yeah, we have we have our. And if you believe that Brandon Whedon or Mike Glennon or uh, Brian Hoyer or any of the million guys who have come into games in the last three seasons as a backup or uh, remarkably as fifteen million dollar a year starters like the Mike Glennons. Deserve to be in the NFL over Colin Kaepernick. You're a racist. Just own it. You hate black people. It's fine. People have hated black people before. You're not the first. Just own it. But stop walking around with your fucking khaki pants well, well, again, and your side part and a fucking and a fucking you know tiki torch and start going like, oh, we're just here about fucking statues. I think that they hate people with opinions. But anyway, I don't want to fully get, go down that rabbit hole hate, again. They don't hate white people with opinions. I think they would hate white liberal people they, too. Right. They didn't, But they didn't hate politicizing. They didn't hate Tom Brady p- p- 
perfectly setting a Make America Great Again hat in his locker facing the cameras of reporters. Did he do that? Yeah. I don't remember that. This is a tough one. This one's a tough one. January 21st, 2019. This iTunes review says, Not For Me is the title. There are much better sports podcasts. These guys are trying to be funny, but it isn't my type of humor. One out of five stars. Can we add uh, Stooley to the list? Ooh. You think that could be a, a Barstool fan? I think I think a lot of people uh, who come to this show uh, often like find us through Twitter or whatever. It's two guys. We're talking sports, and they want us to do like, if you were eating in the ESPN cafeteria, would you eat A, chicken, B, shish kebabs? Do you wash your apples? Like, we're not... We're not doing a sarcastic. We're not characters. Uh, yeah, you're we're, saying, not, you're, we're not you're, characters. Like, like we joke. You're Joey No Chill Prano, whatever. I'm Denty, whatever. But at the end of the day, we have opinions on yes. sports. We're not afraid to put place our opinions out there. We, you know, we obviously riff and we go off into like different comedic subjects, and we, you know, and and we're we definitely toe the line as far as like edgy content goes. But we're not. We're not fucking characters yeah I think, not, I think that's a good point this is a real mustache yeah we're not like you know i'm only wearing sweatpants for a month because like it's sweatpants season you know like we're not we're yeah not, we're not sticky yeah and uh and by the way we're we we, we precede them we were doing this before well, they were who, doing who it. Who are you talking about in particular? Just like the bar stool, fucking like the pardon my take. Yeah, the guys? pardon my take. That's what they go. That's they. They want. We've gotten a lot of oh, your pardon my take knockoffs. It's like hey, we were doing it before they were. Yeah, and also we're not because we're actually giving sports opinions, and we're not afraid to give sports opinions because we're not afraid to be wrong. Yeah. Uh, the 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 end of our sports our, our sports opinions don't end with like always bet the over. <laughs> like we're like yeah, yeah yeah it's not you know yeah we're not we're not the goldfish picking uh or the octopus picking the super bowl yeah we're like tr- trying to tell you what we think do we know everything about sports no but we're we're trying yeah you know we're giving our opinions we're not hiding from being wrong by never having a real opinion yeah and and some people want sticky and that's fine yeah that's fine. So, here, here's how to, I look, to each their own. Here's how I like. Here's how I look at it. Some people like How I Met Your Mother. Some people like South Park. I'm a South Park guy. How I Met Your Mother. I'm sorry. Not not How I Met Your Mother. Big Bang Theory. It does matter. Say, tomatoes. I don't, I don't care. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Look, I don't know who we are in this situation. Nor does it matter. I, I would never. Like calling us South Park, if that's what you're doing, offensive to South Park, if you ask me. Yeah, but uh, I'm not calling us South Park. Yeah, but I'm, hey, ju- I'm just using two different brands l- of like, humor. Like what you like. Yeah. By the way, shout out to Derek Sperry. Two dollars for Prano's Dope Mariners hat. We appreciate that. Thank you for the donation. I'm trying to get I'm trying to get the Mariners back on uh, back on track. I like the Mariners starting starting hot. It was fun for me. We talked about it on the dirty slides, by the way. Well, this one this is, is available now. This one was definitely be a barstool person because they call us wannabe barstool sports. Oh yeah, so two out of five stars. So, pro- so, but when you get that, when they're so that, so they're probably Stooley and Sp- Boston sports fan and Trump supporter. Could be. 
It says some content is funny, okay, but Barstool is much, much better and seems better produced with much more content. Well, well, better produced is like saying, saying the Avengers is better produced than fucking. Yeah, I, <laughs> like we we don't we don't have a you know some million dollar backing that's going to be like, hey guys, we're going to send five cameras out with you to decide whether or not you like pizza. But even produced, when it comes to podcasting. I don't think people people fully like when I read that iTunes review. I say to I would I would say to that person if I could talk to them, I'd say, "What do you mean produced? Is in like segments? Yeah, yeah, exactly. that are edited down. Yeah. Interviews that are edited down. Like like when like when like when we bring somebody in here. Hey, we don't. I I don't want to stay too long just like defending our show. No, no, uh, no What no, I'm going to say is, if you like our show, go ahead and give us five five star reviews on iTunes. Let's, let me find and, one. And if you don't like our show, fuck off and kill yourself. I don't care. I've never, I've never, here's the problem with this segment, Andy, and I hate that we're even doing a segment, but I've never once cared what anybody thought <laughs> for one second. Somebody the other day was like, oh, you're talking about Tiger for a half hour, but you're saying you don't care. He literally has a sports podcast. I was like, hey man, do it your way on your sports podcast. I'm going to do it my way on my sports podcast. Okay. One last one. This is from last year, April 7, 2008. The title is Try Hard's One Out of Five Stars. Sports knowledge is meh at best. They are better as clowns. That's uh, that's a Boston person. Or an MJ guy? What's the date? April 7, 2008. I'm sorry, 2018. Playoff basketball time. Dude, LeBron and LeBron haters slash MJ Kobe trolls, they're real. They get real fired up too. I'm going MJ one for that. I mean, not not a whole lot to work with there. Yeah, except not, the time. Not a whole lot to work with. Well, guys, you can leave your own iTunes review, like Prano said. Let us know. Be like, "Fuck you, Ruther." One out yeah. of five stars. I yeah. don't care. Yeah, I don't. At this point, every iTunes review helps, but like every we, iTunes review, we, helps. we've we've passed the point of like. We've passed the point where like the iTunes reviews, unless we get a million of them tomorrow, which great. I like I read them all the time because I'd love to I like I like the critiques of the show especially like I said if you give us five stars and you critique the show that means something to me yeah if you give us one star and you critique the show I probably said something that made you butt hurt I probably triggered you which is fine but leave them and leave your Twitter yeah. handle or Instagram handle because I still send koozies out to people if you leave that handle in the review because I feel like people don't understand that. Anyway, had to get those out of the way. Let's talk some NFL and then we'll do some dirt ball calls. Great. So the NFL announced their schedules yesterday. Yep. Patriots got it off easy, huh? Did you see that? How so? They have a very easy schedule. Well, they play in the AFC East. It helps a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like they might start seven or eight. No, you're like they got the Jets twice this year. Fuck Dolphins twice. twice this year. The Bills twice. The big thing that stood out for me is the Browns are getting four primetime games. Of course they are. The Mayfield. They have Beckham now. They. I mean, dude, the Browns. It's Cleveland and it's the Browns. But if you're going to be excited about the Browns, this is when to be excited about the Browns. And the NFL is capitalizing on that. People are pumped. And good for them. I stand by my claim they win nine games. Okay. I stand by it. I think they win nine games. 
The season kicks off with Green Bay at Chicago. That's an interesting kickoff. Here's, here's why, by the way, I'm going over nine games for them because, like, are your Bengals trading AJ Green at the draft? Because the I mean the Bengals, it's time for the Bengals to just rebuild. Uh, I think the Ravens, while be will have a good defense and be good, are going to take a step back on a Lamar Jackson. And I think uh, racist rapist is down a receiver and down a running back. And still has Mike Tomlin as coach, and I'm I'm selling I'm selling on every AFC North team except for the Browns. Joe is predicting a Browns division title. I bet I am. Not I doing it. it. Can't do it. Won't do it. Not doing it. The Saints come out here week two. Saints at Rams. Yeah, it's exciting. It is exciting. I obviously I looked at the Giants schedule and I looked at a, I didn't even see the Rams schedule. How's the Rams schedule look? It's tough. They won the division. So five primetime games. They won the division. I'm a little bummed because uh, they play the Bengals in London. They lose a home game again. Yeah, that would have been nice for me to wear Rams gear to a Bengals Rams game. Troll and and and, and truly, you know, put your old team to bed. Yeah, it'll never go to bed, will it? No, I think you you always hold on to that a little bit. I dude, I'm uh. I'm, I really hope, like, as an L.A. resident, obviously the Chargers are not an L.A. team. Although, solid move by the Chargers to go back to the light blues full-time. The powder blue. Following the lead of the San Diego Padres to return to the brown. It, it, you know what? I know the ship has sailed, but the Chargers got to find a way back to San Diego. It's all happening. The, the, the Padres are going back to brown. They have an anchorman race now. Uh San Diego's where you want to be. San Diego's turning around. Not only should the fucking Chargers go back to San Diego, the Clippers should go to San Diego. And we've said this forever. So, uh, yeah, it sucks that the Chargers are still in L.A. But um, I'm excited for the for the Rams, man. I want the Rams to be good again. Like I they don't, will be. Yeah, but I want them to be like contenders again. I I like going to Rams games. They have an early game at Cleveland. Sunday Night Football. I, I like going to Rams games. I mean, the Coliseum's a dump, but I like going. I like I like what they're building here, and I and I hope that they're good again. I hope that they don't take a step back after a Super Bowl hangover. I don't think they will. What What was their record this year? Thirteen and three. Yeah, twelve and four. Thirteen and three. Thirteen and three. You think they win thirteen games again? I'm going under. I think they win eleven to twelve. It's a step back. Eleven and five. I still think they win the division. Giants open uh, on Giants open at Cowboys again for the sixth time in eight years. This was fun when we were winning there. Now it's kind of annoying. We have to start on the road against the division rival every year. Yeah, that's tough. Do the Seahawks challenge the Rams? Russell Wilson now is the richest, highest paid player in the NFL. They gave him the money. No, they do not. I was surprised they gave him the money. I was very surprised. I mean, I so I'll say this. I wasn't surprised that they gave him the money, but I did because I'm like, because here's the thing. You're not the only person that grossly overrates uh, Russell Wilson. The entire Seattle Seahawks fan base has a fucking would take Russell Wilson in their mouth. 
And you say I grossly overrate yeah. him. Wow. Yeah. And not just overrate grossly. Yeah. And so they had to do it from a fan standpoint because people would have lost their shit. So I'm not surprised that they paid him. I did. There was a moment there where I was like, you know, this is essentially what I thought could happen to Russell Wilson, which was the success doesn't hold up without the, the team success doesn't hold up without the stellar defense. He demands the money because he's putting up, you know, good numbers and the, the Seahawks go, I don't think so. We love you, but you're not worth what you're asking. And they make a move and they go to a rebuild. Now, Pete Carroll's obviously always loved Russell Wilson, has always trusted Russell Wilson. He's, you know, uh, the the Sports Illustrated story is essentially that he loved Russell Wilson so much it pissed off the guys who brought them the championship. Um, I'm not surprised that they paid him, although I don't think that it was a smart move. Well, the financial stuff I don't fully understand uh, as far as, you know, the salary cap hit, all that stuff. I do know that he's now the highest paid quarterback. And of the seven current highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL, quarterbacks four through seven, I posted this on Dirty Sports Twitter, have never won a playoff game as a starter. And that would be Derek Carr, Matthew Stafford, Kirk Cousins, and Jimmy Garoppolo. So all four of those guys are four through seven as far as highest-paid quarterbacks who've never... They're the highest-paid and they've never won a playoff game. Number three is Matt Ryan. Number two is Aaron Rodgers. And number one now is Russell Wilson. So from a, from a numbers perspective, it doesn't look well to give a quarterback that much money. So you're basically trying to fight that fact by paying him. And again, I don't know how you break it down. I read, I sent you and Tug an article at Tug was mentioned, uh, which somebody from the ringer wrote. And I know you were disputing things in the article, but I thought they, I thought I liked the point he made. Basically it was this. They, he talked about Drew Brees and the saints. He's like, they were not good for a few years after they paid Drew Brees a big deal. Mm-hmm. But then they drafted smart. Mm-hmm. They got Kamara. They got Thomas. They got some defensive players through the draft. Basically, the point is, if you're going to pay a quarterback, and I think this bodes too for Aaron Rodgers, if you're going to give a guy that much money, you have to draft good because you don't have the necessary funds to get other players. But then you have to win... Before you have to play those, pay those great guys you drafted. Yeah. Or else, something's got to give. Right? Sure. Where, like, now Breeze is in an interesting situation because Breeze is coming on the tail end of his career. He's older. Kamara, very young. Thomas, very young. But we're, how far off are we from, like, we've got to be a year maybe? Did Thomas sign a big deal already? But, like, no. Kamara, when Kamara demands the money, like if you're paying Breeze and you're paying Kamara, are you still are do you still get the defense that you have? Yeah. And again, it's, it's a tough. Super Bowl or bus league. It's tough. The bottom line is Russell Wilson has not won a single playoff game since the Legion of Boom disbanded. 
When was the last playoff one he had? The the Super Bowl season that they lost in the Super Bowl, correct? No, he won. He won. Uh, he won the next when when they started leaving. He won with like half the Legion of Boom. He won a game the next year. So, you know the the my problem and and like a, a great example of like how. A great example of how Russell Wilson is overrated was one the second to last paragraph in that Ringer article that you sent me from Kevin Clark, which I replied to you with just a clip of that, which was basically, yeah, there's this theory that you can get a rookie quarterback and then pay everybody else, and then when that rookie deals up, you can like move on from him, which is like theoretically what people have been saying, like, oh, the, the Rams might do that for Goff and the what so-and-so might do that for whatever. And the example that the guy used was Mitchell Trubisky. He said, sure, that, that'll work. That might work for a guy like Mitchell Trubisky, but that's not something you want to do with a guy like Russell Wilson, which when you look at Russell Wilson and Mitchell Trubisky's stats in their first two seasons, Russell's better, but he's not world's better. The idea that the idea that Russell Wilson is a guy you have to make the highest paid player in football and Mitchell Trubisky is a guy that you can move on from after his rookie deal is offensive to Mitchell Trubisky and grossly overrating Russell Wilson. It's not saying that these guys are super close and that's like a it's saying this is a great example of who you want to give the most money ever and a guy you don't even want to give a second contract, which by the way Keep in mind, Mitchell Trubisky, his first year wasn't great. His second year, way better. His first year, he was drafted two overall to a terrible team, whereas Russell Wilson is drafted in the third round to a team that's halfway decent with a great defense. Like, judging, like, the idea that Kevin Clark is going to Choose those two guys as the example. One, you should make the highest paid player in the history of the game. And one, you should not give a second contract is offensive. And undermines his entire article. Was Russell Wilson better in the first two years than Mitchell Trubisky? Yes. Significantly? Not really. And also was on a better team. Well, you know, that's where I guess the debate would come. They didn't even start Trubisky. They started fucking Glennon. Is that Russell is a product of team success, experience. You know, he goes to the playoffs right away his first year. He wins a playoff road game right away his first year in D.C. Next year, they win a Super Bowl. Um, so, for sure, it's a product of team success. But The he- year after that, they go back. Two years after that, right, they go back to the Super Bowl? Or is it the next year? Two years later, they go back to the Super Bowl. He throws four picks in an NFC Championship game. He throws a pick to ice the Super Bowl. Like, Russell Wilson, more... I mean, people talk. People like to shit on Eli Manning for like, oh, if it wasn't for the Super Bowls. And Flacco for the Super Bowl. It's like, Russell Wilson has ridden that Super Bowl victory to being the highest paid player in football. I don't think it's just that. I think it's that they've had overall amazing team success the whole time he's been the starting quarterback. I mean, I guess if nine and ten, ten win seasons, I mean, Joe, it's he, amazing. But I'm team just saying, success. 
He's played seven years. He has the most wins in NFL history for the first seven years as a quarterback. So the numbers don't lie. Uh, and, and, and the numbers do not lie that that, hold, that, hold that, that those win that, that win total goes down every year. Hold on. Well, well that's that's not that's not true. That they, they went they won ten games last year, they won nine games the year before. My, my point is this whether it's right or wrong, I'm not saying whether it's right or wrong. He does have the most wins his first seven years. He gets the contract. He puts up the numbers. He what I did. Well, I definitely see your points on Trubisky. And to be honest, I'm really not going to argue that uh, the comparison of Mitchell Trubisky. What what I did like about and the, by the way, I I I fought with Trubisky slurpers last year because I'm like, guys, tap the brakes a little bit. And I also don't want to hear from Trubert, Trubisky is hot garbage guys either. It's like he's he's fine, and we'll see. And it's early. I agree. The and first, whatever we agree. But my my point on that was simply like the idea that like one guy's here and one guy's here after two seasons. And this guy deserves to be the highest played quarterback in the history of the game. And this guy deserves to be cut. Well, I, th- I think is is where is 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 the is the the most prime example ever of the Russell Wilson slurping well, that has taken over and like fucking many an NFL brain. Well, here's the deal. I, I agree with you. I think I think for and I've said this on record. the The verdict is still going to be out. I like I like a five year. To understand a court, like I'm saying, I want five years. Trubisky's played two. We don't fully know. I, I, I think we have to decide after five years. Oh, because it takes a minute to play in the NFL. It's not easy. Uh, you can change. You can get better. But here's what's interesting. You, you talk about quarterback rookie deals, but I, I want to look up like guys who are winning Super Bowls on rookie deals. Like let's just go through the last winners. Patriots Brady. Obviously not a rookie deal. Nick Foles, I don't even know where you consider that. Yeah, like, no, not a rookie deal. Not a rookie deal. Brady, not a rookie deal. Winning against Matt Ryan, not a rookie deal. Peyton Manning, not a rookie deal. Goes against Cam Newton, not a rookie deal. Brady wins against uh, Russell, still on his rookie deal. Year before, Seahawks, they went on the rookie deal. Uh, Flacco, this is before he signed the big contract. Right. Not his rookie deal, but uh, before this big contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before that, Eli, not his rookie deal. Before that, Aaron Rodgers, not his rookie deal. The reason I'm going back this far, Drew Brees, my point is I get the value of the rookie deal. It's not about the rookie deal. But we're but we're looking at, my point is, I've looked at basically the last 10 Super Bowl winners. You don't see the... Jared Goffs and the Patrick Mahomes. You see one time, one the ones we just went over. The one time is Russell Wilson was the only one in the last ten years on the rookie deal. Right, but Tom Brady has how many of those and isn't the highest paid quarterback by any means in football? Nick Foles, obviously. First of all, Nick Foles essentially you essentially Nick Foles the rookie deal because it's Carson Wentz's rookie deal. Yeah, I can see that he's. They're 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 on Carson Wentz's rookie deal. Yeah. Um, look, it, it's not. It's again. It's not about winning while these guys aren't getting paid. It's about overpaying. What is the value of any one player? To me, the thing is the problem. To me, the thing is I understand that teams have to do it, but like. If you're the GM of the team and you're saying, we have to do it, it's Drew Brees. I'm like, okay. We have to do it, it's Aaron Rodgers. Okay. We have to do it, it's Patrick Mahomes. Okay. We have to do it, it's Cam Newton? Uh, 
I'm out. We have to do it. It's Russell Wilson. I'm out. We have to do it. It's like we have to do it. It's Eli Manning. I'm out. Like we have to do it. Like it, it's all about value. We have to do it. It's Kirk Cousins. Light your team on fire. But that's the problem. The problem is those are the guys I named. The problem is the Kirk Cousins, the Matthew Staffords, the Derek Carrs, the Jimmy Garoppolo's. Those guys right there. Those those are some of the top paid players in all the league. They were all overpaid, which then set the bar for Aaron Rodgers, which then sets the bar for Russell Wilson. I mean, God knows what Patrick Mahomes is going to get paid. Right. But but that that that's almost like that's almost the thing about being a GM to me is like when when Aaron Rodgers gets paid. If I'm a GM, and I'm talking to Russell Wilson, I go, "So you think you're better than Aaron Rodgers?" Is that where we're at here? I'm like, I'm looking around. Is that where we're... Hi, guys. This is your agent. This is your manager. This is your pop star wife. This is where we're at, guys? You think you're better than Aaron Rodgers? And I agree with you. And I would go, here's the starting point for our negotiations. You don't get more than Aaron Rodgers. Come come back if you want to negotiate. Sure. Or don't. Yeah. Well, Matt Stafford got this. Great. We'll pay you more than Matt Stafford. Derek Carr got this. Great. We'll pay you more than Derek Carr. Kirk Cousins got this. Great. Aaron Rodgers got this. Cool. Come back when you're Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And now you, you know, the the Russell Wilson slurpers in that listen to our show and the Aaron Rodgers haters that we know there are many of in our show are like, well, what about wins? What about Super? They both have one Super Bowl. It's a Super Bowl or Bust League. They both have one. Tell me what Russell Wilson is better at than Aaron Rodgers. On a football field. But who's debating that? Russell Wilson's agent, I guess. And and successfully debating it? <laughs> I don't know. I get that I get that the Seahawks didn't have the option to sign Aaron Rodgers, right? They only had the option to sign their franchise quarterback. But that's where this quarter, these quarterback deals are getting out of control. And m- much like baseball, somebody needs to step in and say, hey, man, this is how we're doing it. Yeah. But I think you're right. Until that happens, these guys are going to continue to get overpaid. Yeah. And it seems to be like it's a... Uh, it's it's clearly a problem. Like uh, the Patrick Mahomes, like the 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 Chiefs need to win before Patrick Mahomes signs a deal, and then I get it. It's a Super Bowl league, you know. You uh, you know, you got to pay the guy so he doesn't leave. But you know, maybe Patrick Mahomes. He's from a professional sports family. Maybe he Tom Brady's it. You know, is that like sign right now? Yeah. Sign right now for not the max deal. I don't know. I get it. These guys want to make money, but you know, we talk about legacy and legacy and legacy and it's about legacy, yo. And, and and everybody's on Tom Brady's the goat. Look, I'll give Tom Brady one thing credit. He smartly knew how to best chase that legacy. He didn't demand the Aaron Rodgers contract. Now Aaron Rodgers ain't chasing seven rings. He's chasing fucking getting paid because He's not sure if he has fucking Mike McCarthy again for a year. Well, I'm going to play with Mike McCarthy and I'm going to do it for what? You know, P 
peanuts? Fuck you. If I'm going to play with Mike McCarthy, I'm going to do it for the most money ever. Yeah. Now, Russell Wilson has Pete Carroll. Did Russell Wilson just hurt himself by signing this deal? I mean, how much money does somebody need? You know? You can't argue that this is in the best interest of their, their team winning. Correct? Yeah, so I'm saying I, I, I would not have done this deal. I, but I'm saying if you're Russell, like it is a selfish deal. And fine, be selfish. From a monetary perspective, yeah, yeah it's about money. Fine, be selfish. But I'm just saying when you look at guys, you're like, oh, he's all about winning. He's all about this. He's like, well, he's not all about it. Sure. You can say that about Tom Brady if you want. I think you can say that about Aaron Rodgers too. That he's not all about winning. Right. Any of these guys, any of these guys that are, I mean, if you look at that list, it is pretty wild to think Brady's not on that list of the top seven highest paid quarterbacks. Breeze isn't on that list. Ben Roethlisberger, you know, these are guys who, come on, none of those guys are on that list. The top seven I mean, they were at one point and then the guy, but yeah. But still. Right. I mean, I'm just saying, like... Again, it's about value. Yeah. It's all about value. It's what's your value as compared to... Is, you know, you're a Russell Wilson guy, but is Russell Wilson 10 times more valuable to the Seahawks than Jared Goff is to the Rams? Like, I don't don't know how to... Right. It, the answer is no. Yeah. Put that in context. It's going to be tough for them to win with that contract, like Super Bowls. Now, nine, 10 games, maybe, but they have to draft again. And that's not easy. And that, and also, they have to pay guy. Now they're talking about the. the, the they're the, trying to pay the, uh, the Clark Bobby not getting Wagner. paid, and this guy not getting paid, and that guy not getting paid. I mean,. You know, let's not go too much longer on this, but like that was the that was the gist of the Sports Illustrated article. That was the Sherman complaints, and that was the fucking you know uh, all the all the defensive guys' complaints. Is like he got the money, he got the attention, he got coddled, and we and we who you know no one is arguing wasn't the basically the major reason we won that Super Bowl got cast aside. But I also see... I, and and look, here's the thing. They're now very clearly all about Russell Wilson. They've made that... This is not an argument anymore. Yeah. So when you enter this situation, or if you are Bobby Wagner, or if you are a collector, if you are staying, you... you th- no one's hiding that. Don't come in and don't stick around thinking, I'm going to have as much to do with this team as... You're not. But... I think those guys were upset that that's the way it went, that they felt like they were cast aside in favor of a guy who had maybe less to do with it than they did. Sure. But, I mean, if if you did a where are they now with the Legion of Boom, I mean, guys are either retired, they're they're nowhere near the level they were. Sure. You know, they stay stuck with their quarterback, and... You know, I don't necessarily hate them sticking with their quarterback. Now, the contract is massive. 
It's a big contract. It's going to be tough to duplicate success, especially with, you know, the Rams, I think, are going to be good for a minute. And the Niners are getting better. Cardinals are a joke, but yeah. Yeah. Well, we're talking money, Joe. Reminds me of the Robinhood app. It really does. Russell Wilson should get on the Robinhood app. He should, guys. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy, sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all commission-free. While other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees. So you can trade stocks and keep all of your profits. Plus, there is no account minimum deposit needed to get started, so you can start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. View easy-to-understand charts and market data and place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. You can also view stock collections such as 100 Most Popular. With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio, discover new stocks, trade your favorite companies, and get custom notification. Sorry, track your favorite companies and get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. Robinhood is giving listeners of Dirty Sports a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help build your portfolio. So sign up now at dirtysports.robinhood.com. Once again, that's dirtysports.robinhood.com. Okay, let's throw on those headphones because we have some dirtball calls to get to today. Let's see what we get. Let's see what we got. Oh, we just talked about... Oh. Here's a uh, here's a here's an in-house one. A question about what we're doing at the end of the show. Ruth or Prano, what's up? It's your boy Double D from Indiana, calling for two reasons. Uh, the first being we're about six weeks away from Memorial Day weekend, uh, which means the Indy 500 is here. And uh, last year, I think I was the unofficial. Uh, Indy 500 correspondent, so calling to see if we could get that going again this year. Second reason I'm calling, uh, Ruther, I noticed we stopped doing the condoms are for pussies after 500. Uh, I might have missed it, so sorry in advance if I did, but wanted to get an explanation of what's going on here because uh, I think something as a dirtball fan that we like is consistency. We love the Hello Andy. We love the inside jokes. So I just want to know what happened to the ending of condoms are for pussies. Uh, that is all, boys. Uh, continued great success for you, and condoms are for Tiger. All right, Double D. Well, well, let me let me start, and then you can you can say what uh, what what pushed you over the edge. But consistency is great, but uh, evolution is better. Yeah, but also, I've always hated condoms are for pussies. I've always hated our intro song. <laughs> But like, it it was a part of the show, you know. We've had our we've had our talks about all kinds of aspects of the show over the years. Some things you've changed on, some things I've changed on, some things we've agreed to disagree on. Um, but as we try to evolve and go forward, you 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 got a, you know somebody else came in and presented their. Um, concern for condoms are for pussies and 
And I think you were, you know, now that you're on the kombucha and the kale and the yoga and the, the sound baths, I think it hit you at the right time. And you could tell people, you know, how that went down if you want. Well, evolution is good. This is something I've never fully understood. Like I saw someone tweeted at me the other day and it was like, oh, the Ruther of old would never have stood for blah, blah, blah. It was a sports-related tweet. And I thought to myself... That's, the Ruther of old is dead. Well, no, I just thought to myself, that's an interesting take of the Andy Ruther of five years ago, four years ago, would have had a different opinion. Guys, evolving is a good thing. I think we can all agree to that, whether it's personally, professionally, whatever it is. Evolution is good. So... That's another thing I don't understand. I've had people come at me about my some of my sports takes, and it's like they're allowed to evolve. You can call me a flip-flopper all you want. At certain times, I've stood for certain things, and then I've changed my opinion. I didn't... Here's an example. I didn't like fucking tomatoes at all. Then I went to Spain. <laughs> This is a weird one. But hold on. It's about evolution. The family I lived with, she put tomatoes in a lot of the meals, the home-cooked meals. I learned to love tomatoes. Was I like, no, I'm only eating tomatoes my whole life. I mean, I think also, like, look at look at where we're at. If you're watching this on YouTube or if you ever seen, like, look at where we're at now. We were doing this show into the abyss at <laughs> one point and talking about Doris Burke's dick and, you know, like... To me, uh, I I think we put on a great show, yeah. and, I, and I hope that people share this show with their friends, with their family. You know, we've got a lot of twenty-something fans and teenage fans whose dads are probably closer to our age than they are. Your dad should be able. Your forty-five-year-old dad should be able to listen to the show. And not cringe when he hears that we say Sister Jean has herpes and uh, condoms are for pussies. That's still a funny joke. Yeah, I get it. But it's like there's a time and place for everything. I think we've come a long way from our show being entirely about uh, Doris Burke's penis Well, and, and, and condoms. To finish up that point, you guys love him. You know who really had a discussion with me about it was Tug Coker. And he said, why don't, why don't you, because he, he knew where, he knew that I, again, am open to. Critique. If I could change and you could change, we could all change. And he said, he said, what, what about retiring it after 500? And I said, I'm totally down for that. I'm totally down for retiring after 500. We had a run. We went 500 episodes. Uh, it doesn't, like Joe said, it doesn't change our show. We still get edgy. We're still not scared to make the Ruther did 9-11 jokes or whatever. Well, I mean, you did do 9-11, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> so, that so that's where we're at. That's the basic explanation of why. We're, we're offending plenty of people with our hot takes. Yeah. We're offending plenty of people with our, uh, what was it? Uh, what, what was the other term that they used? Take lording, Lord, what was it? I've never heard that term in my life. What was the other thing the review said? Yeah, it was uh, l- <laughs> out lording. No, yeah. I was whatever it was. Yeah. We, we we offend we offend plenty of people 
by saying if you believe Brandon Whedon is better than Colin Kaepernick that you're racist. We 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 offend plenty of people by saying ninety uh, percent of the drugs that come in this country come through ports and the wall is stupid. We you know I offend plenty of people saying Cincinnati chili is disgusting. We don't need to randomly offend people with like nonsense talk at the end of every episode. We do plenty of offending people by you know clearly breaking down Gronk's stats versus Antonio Gates and and, and Michael Jordan's versus and whatever. guys. You literally have 500 episodes. Yeah. 500 episodes of me saying that at the end. Well, yeah. All right, let's go on to another call. Ruther and Prano, what's going on, guys? Uh, Called, but I kind of messed it up, so I'm going to go ahead and put it again. I'm calling about uh, the Orioles and Chris Davis, you know, the the CH Chris Davis, not the KH, the good one. my main gripe with this whole situation is the fact that this guy's 0 for 53. He's got a point zero 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 slugging. Is there not anybody in the minor leagues in the Orioles organization that can play some ball at first base? I mean, there's nobody in the world that can hit better than, you know, no hits. I get one hit and he's already doing a better job than Chris Davis. That's all I got to say. I don't care how much money you're worth. You're terrible. You haven't made contact in games. I mean, I'm watching him just to see how bad he is. If you watch the games, he's not even coming close to the ball. It's a complete guess every time he swings. He doesn't know what he will do with the ball besides hit the ball 500 feet. And when you're guessing, you're not going to. The call starts cutting out. I've listened to this beforehand. So It's an interesting point, like, well, of course there's somebody that can do better, and of course th- th- that they're available, and of course that they're cheaper and whatever. The problem is this. It- it's-, it's, a- it's a multifaceted problem, and here's why the Orioles k- kept playing him and kind of should keep playing him. And that is he's proven he is able. They didn't just give $23 million a year to a guy on a whim you know, he's not Hideki Arabu. They didn't see what this guy had. And, you know, they didn't get into a bidding war with some guy coming over from Cuba or Japan and give him a bunch of money and he didn't work out. And now it's like, well, we fucked up. We gave this guy too much money. It's, he had the ability. He played well. He earned his contract, sort of. You know, it's hard to say anybody's earned $23 million, but, you know, sports contracts are what they are. He earned his money. Yeah, as much as anybody else does. And it's clearly a mental hiccup. So, yeah, should you bench him from time to time and try to get him right? Of course. But he's making $23 million. No one else is going to take him. You can't have a $23 million pinch hitter. And also, he has the ability You just need to figure out what the fuck is going on. The only way to do that is by letting him play through it. Now, certainly it comes to a point where you go, he's unfixable. 53 is a lot of at-bats without a hit. But you're also the Orioles. What are we out here to fucking, you know? Is he the difference between you making the playoffs and not making the playoffs? No. You almost got to just try to fix him. And you've got you've almost got to try to fix him to the point where you can say he's not fixable, and then just be like, "All right, we you know we're releasing a guy who's making twenty three million dollars. We're Bobby Bonillaing somebody. He's going to get paid for the rest of his life." But I kind of agree with like 
you don't have to play him every day, but you got to try to let him get out of it because it's a sunk cost. This isn't the NFL. You can't just cut him. Yeah, it's kind of like when you... Is this a good analogy of... My buddy, the housing... When the housing market crashed, it, it hit Las Vegas so hard, like 2008, 2009, 2010. My buddy had bought a condo when, when he first moved there and when I first moved there in Las Vegas, and you know everything was skyrocketing. Remember, everything was overinflated. The market crashed, right? Property just dropped like no other. He couldn't get rid of his place. Yeah. And he's kind of kind of like the Chris Davis situation. He's stuck there. He couldn't sell his condo. And then it got to the point where I'm not exaggerating, something that was in 2005, 2006 valued at 150 grand, 200 grand, whatever it was, was literally down to like $15,000 in 2010. Yeah. He couldn't get rid of it. He eventually just walked away. He walked away from it. Yeah. It's kind of like you're saying, where you're stuck there I for mean, a few years. Yeah. And then you got to just then... Like- Essentially, the, the Orioles and Chris Davis are in a marriage. They they have three kids together. Uh, they've been together for a long time. They started a business together. Yeah. They, they co-own the business. And they hate each other. But they loved each other at one point. And now you got to do couples counseling. And you got to fucking, you know, take a vacation together. And you got to let him get the sports car and you got to let her start another small business where she's fucking selling shit on Etsy. And you got to try all the shit before you get divorced because you got kids and you got a business and you got a house and you can't just say, hey, I'm not interested in you anymore and you're not interested in me. Let's get out. Like you got to do a couple's counseling. You got to. And if you do 10 of them and then the fucking therapist is like, you guys hate each other. What are we still doing here? Fine. But you got to do it. Sure. You got to give it a shot. Yeah. For the kids. Do it for the kids. All right. Let's get through a couple more calls. Hey, this is Jonah, number one Houston Dirt Ball. Um, people can find me over there if they want it. Uh, yeah. Anyways, I hear you guys had a new sponsor from Cheers. I just want to say that um, the owner of that company, Brooks Powell, went to my rival high school and I swam against him. That dude's a tank. He went to Princeton to swim, but uh, he dropped out because he invented a fucking hangover cure, <laughs> and now he's going to be a millionaire. So I just want to let you guys know about that. He's a good guy, good company, and uh, stay there. Ah, good to know. It's great to know, and I'll tell you what. I know uh, multiple people who swam at Princeton, all of them psycho partiers. Really? I know I have one guy who used to party so hard that like middle midnight and I'm not, and like I'm not talking about two in the morning. I'm talking about like ten thirty, eleven when he was like getting his rage on would just go outside and pull the trigger and just like yak. And he'd just be like, I'm gonna f- I need to drink more and he'd just be like ah and he'd, he'd vomit. Yeah. He doesn't need to do that anymore because he's got the cheers he's got the cheers pills at the end of the night. So just yeah. Swimmers rage. So Yeah. And and the guy's obviously a smart guy. Went to Princeton. Sure. So yeah, all the more reason to take it. Yeah. I took it the other night because I went out and uh drank a bunch and I didn't eat dinner, which we all know Ooh. is the the, Ooh. I was truly rookie move there. I, I, I was truly worried that with seven drinks in me and no dinner, 
This is true. I was thinking that. I go, seven drinks in me, including like a margarita and a tequila shot and a Jameson shot and a bunch of beers, that I was going to be more hungover than I was after the Kobe shot challenge because I didn't eat. And so I got home. I took those cheers, took my, took my cheers, and did I feel great in the morning? No, I did not. But I felt a lot better than I would have. Yeah. That's for sure. Cheershealth.com. Promo code DIRTY gets you 10% off. So if you guys want to partake in that, it's a uh, it's a great help for the next day after you've had a long night out. Okay, one last call. What's up, Joe and Andy? Um, this is Tom, New England Dirtball calling. Uh, and in wake of the uh, Russell Wilson extension being the highest paid player, I know... Um, Perino probably has the uh, is the anti big contract quarterback because you know we've seen Russell Wilson win on rookie deals. We see Tom Brady who takes pay cuts win on that and just Bill Belichick obviously. Um, so I remembered watching uh, I was watching like a clip on YouTube of Rich Eisen and he had Dion Sanders on and Dion was actually talking about the uh, overpaid quarterback situation. With Stafford, you know, obviously Rodgers ha- kind of has a chokehold on like Green Bay's money because obviously they, you know, and um, does Deion Sanders listen to the show? Because I feel <laughs> like that was talked about before, and um, yeah, I think Deion Sanders listens to the uh, Dre Sports podcast because I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe you guys talked about that about Deion Sanders taking your takes. So um, yeah, uh. Condoms are for Leafs fans. Uh, I'll say that. Well, first of all, you know, does Dion listen to the show? Is Brad Stevens listening to the show? Did I? I mean, I fixed the Celtics playoffs, right? Here's what I think it is, and um, I mean, I, I would be honored if I found out that. Prime oh my time god, listen to our show. You know show. my obsession with Dion, but uh, I know we don't talk about um, you know whether or not you should clean certain fruits, and I know we don't talk about. You know, uh, UFC, like the punch drunk guys. And I know that we're not talking about the skinny genification of the NBA. Oh, digs left and right. But digs to the left, digs to the right. I'll say this. I don't think Dion listens to the show. I don't think the guys at the ringer listen to the show. But what I do think is I think that a lot of people in football in this particular situation, um, have come around to an idea that Tug Coker and I, Tug was mentioned again, uh, have been talking about for a long time. Am I saying that we are ahead of the game? Yeah, I am. I'm saying we're ahead of what other sports shows are doing. I'm saying that, you know, I know we don't do all the sticky stuff, and I know maybe people want more Stephen A. Smith and more Chris Mullen and more... Bill Walton, and I'm happy to invite those guys on the show whenever they can make an appearance. But we also talk real sports, and I think we do it in a way that's, you know, ahead of the curve sometimes. So I'm glad that Dion and Rich Eisen and all these guys have come around on the don't overpay your quarterback plan that Tug and I have been talking about for, at this point, you know, a football season and a half. Welcome, welcome, guys. It's, it's welcome. You know what? Condoms are for you guys not getting here fast enough. He's a humble man, Mr. Joe Prano. 
And now everybody's now everybody's looking at the Rockets and saying how great Mike Dan look at Mike D'Antoni's doing with the Rockets. Oh, look at this. Brad Stevens just playing Kyrie at the two. Guys, let's not forget all the amazing Dave t- Roberts is a robot takes I've been correct on. Yeah. Johnny Manziel is gonna be a pro <laughs> bowler. The San Diego Chargers were going to the Super Bowl. I mean Chiefs and Rams wouldn't win a playoff game. Virginia's not making the final four. I'm beating the Antonio, marathon time. Antonio Brown's not a diva. I don't think I said that one. <laughs> I think that was a stretch. Russell Wilson is gonna be on the team in twenty nineteen though. Yeah, that's for sure. That's one you missed. That's one I missed. But you know, it's funny because, and I admit that I'm wrong on that, but like this is a great, this was, for a second there, it was like, this, this, this is what I first saw happening. Not that he wasn't going to be qualified to play, but that Pete Carroll and the Seahawks would be like, he's, you know, he's, he wants more than he's truly valued at if you look, you know, if you look at the, if you look beyond the numbers, if you look, if you look deep into his soul, but he got him. Gotcha, bitches. Well, if you guys want to leave a call, our number is 310-359-8365. And if you want to let us know how we're ahead of the curve, drop an iTunes review. It really takes two seconds, and it all supports the show. Follow us at The Dirty Sports on Twitter and Instagram. And go support us personally. You can follow me at Andy Ruther. Unless I've muted you or blocked you. <laughs> it's hilarious. I've gotten into the mute game more. Yeah, that's not my, not I, I still that's I still my, I still prefer the block. That's my move, bro. I still prefer the Dikembe. I love the mute. Like uh, you, 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 uh, you like I'll let you hang around, but you're out of my the the mute is like the girl who like you can don't completely get rid of. You like occasionally bang her. Like like I'll let you hang around, I'll let you see what I got going on. I might occasionally view your tweets, but now nah, you're done. Prano, what's going on in your world? Uh, at Joe Prano on Instagram, uh, at Fix Your Life on Twitter. Go to JoePrano.com. Got a bunch of shows uh, coming up here in Los Angeles. Obviously got the uh, the JFL Showcase tonight, which you'll, I believe, be attending. I will be there. And uh, I'm going to be around L.A. In, um, in for the rest of April and uh, May. And then uh, the travel starts again. New York, uh, Tahoe, San Francisco. Uh, got a bunch of stuff coming up. So we're also still planning maybe some ballpark trips, some Amarillo. Uh, we've got we've got a bunch of stuff on the horizon. So just go to JoePrano.com and check out my dates. Or, you know, uh, the, I mean, basically the whole world is run through the Instagram DMs these days, right? Follow me on Instagram and DM me and I'll tell you if I'm coming to your town or why I'm not coming to your town. Exactly. All right, guys, that's the show. Enjoy your 420 and Easter weekend. Let us- <laughs> ah, bro. Marshmallow peeps are the best, bro. <laughs> Enjoy those NBA playoffs as well. All right, Dirtballs, thank you for everyone for supporting our show. And don't forget, Stay dirty!